Welcome to Animal Empathy, where we decode the language of animals for deeper connections. I'm Paloma Berci, your host and an animal communicator since 2001. Join me as we explore heartwarming stories, unspoken bonds, and the magic of truly understanding our animal friends. For more about me, visit speciespace.com. Let's dive in together on this wild journey. Today we delve into the intriguing realm of animal communication, or it is often called telepathic animal communication. But let's keep it simple. We'll just call it animal communication. So, what exactly is animal communication? Well, I'm here to unravel this mysterious language and guide you through its fascinating intricacies. First off, why is it called telepathic animal communication? Well, to understand, let's break down the word telepathy. Tele means distance and pathy means feeling. In essence, telepathy is the act of feeling at a distance. And distance here knows no bounds. Whether your beloved animal companion is by your side or on the other side of the globe, telepathic animal communication works just the same. It's a language of the feelings, much like any other language you may know, be it German, French, Italian, Spanish, or whatever. Just like any language, telepathy has its vocabulary and grammar. In this case, the vocabulary consists of feelings and the grammar involves techniques for telepathic communication. Now, when we communicate with our animals, we often do so verbally. We speak to them, convey our thoughts and share our desires. However, in this unique form of communication, the words themselves are secondary. What matters most is the feeling behind them. You see, it's not merely what you say, but how you feel when you say it. If you tell your animal something or ask it to do something, the alignment of your feelings is crucial. Your words may carry meaning, but it's the emotions that often resonate more deeply. Let's consider this classic example. A dog owner lets their canyon companion run free and then calls it back using a recall signal like, come here. However, if the owner simultaneously thinks, uh, he's not coming anyway, that feeling, that doubt is what gets transmitted to the dog. So, what does the dog do? Precisely, it doesn't come. <laughs> this action reinforces the owner's belief and sets a pattern for future interactions. It's a cycle of miscommunication fueled by feelings. Now, this principle extends beyond dogs. It applies to all animals. When you say one thing 
but think another. The image in your mind reflects what you think, not what you say. And that image is what you convey to your animal friend. The animal receives this image, interprets it according to their perception, and often acts based on their understanding. This can lead to misunderstandings unless you ensure that your words and your feelings are in harmony. This harmony, where your words and feelings align, is an essential aspect of animal communication. It's not enough to speak. You must also feel and believe in what you're saying. If you're eager to learn more about animal communication and strengthen your bond with your animal companions, stay tuned to this channel. We have numerous episodes lined up diving deeper into this intriguing subject. And if you're curious about animal communication or wish to deepen your bond with your animal companions, I have a gift for you. An invaluable guide to animal communication. Simply find the link in the show notes, enter your email and unlock a world of connection. And if you already communicate with your animal, you might have asked yourself the following question more than once. I have been asked this question many, many times. How do I know if the information I receive is from me or the animal? <laughs> well, I'm here to reassure you, it's always from you. Why? Because it's your interpretation of the communication. Think of it this way. When 10 people watch a sunset, they all see the same sun, but they experience it differently. Your interpretation depends on various factors, your associations, your mood, feelings in the moment, and even your surroundings. This principle holds true for language as well. To illustrate, I've conducted exercises where I've told participants it's windy outside during online courses. And then I asked them to describe the mental picture they formed. <laughs> Remarkably, each person had a different interpretation, ranging from gentle breezes to stormy gales. The same applies to animal communication. Your interpretation is shaped by your unique experiences and associations. That's why we emphasize feelings over words and pictures. Feelings are universal. They're vibrations, frequencies that resonate within us all. Imagine them as radio channels. To understand the feeling, you must tune into its frequency much like you tune into a radio station. Every feeling has its frequency, whether it's joy felt by a human or an animal. Joy is joy, and its frequency remains consistent. This common vocabulary of feelings forms the bridge between humans and animals. So, 
How do you learn this vocabulary? It's surprisingly simple. Set aside some time, sit down, and immerse yourself in each feeling. For instance, let's take joy as an example. Recall moments in your life when you felt immense joy. Relive those experiences. Feel that joy once more. And if you come to a feeling where you cannot recall anything from your past, imagine a situation that would bring you into that feeling. Feel that feeling and then move on to the next feeling. The key is not to overwhelm yourself. You don't need to learn all the feelings at once. Even if you tackle just two feelings a day, you're ahead of the curve compared to most people who engage in animal communication. They often rely on the feelings they already know, missing the nuances that specific feelings convey. Consider this. Understanding the difference between fear and panic. If you're unfamiliar with the feeling of panic, you might misinterpret it when an animal communicates it to you and mistake it for fear. If you don't know what panic feels like, your subconscious looks for a frequency that might be similar to it, and that might be fear. However, panic and fear are very different feelings. So to conclude, always remember that your interpretation plays a crucial role in animal communication. No one can understand you or your animal companion 100%. We're all unique individuals, each with our own perspective. So when I communicate with animals and relay their messages to their human companions, I preface it with, I feel that. I acknowledge that I'm the translator interpreting their messages while respecting their individuality. So what is animal communication? It's the beautiful art of understanding and connecting with animals through feelings, transcending words. I hope this episode has brought you closer to the world of animal communication. If you have questions or a burning desire to converse with your animals, reach out to me. You'll find my contact details in the show notes. I would love to hear from you. Before we go, a quick request. If you've enjoyed this episode of Animal Empathy, please subscribe to stay in the loop for more magical insights. Sharing is caring, so spread the word to your fellow animal enthusiasts. And if you could spare a moment, leaving a review would truly mean the world. As we wrap up, remember this. Life's most beautiful moments happen in the now. So stay present, embrace the magic, and keep those hearts open. Thank you for being part of our animal-loving community. Until next time, stay curious and stay connected.